You are listening to The Current Podcast, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Wednesday, May 18th, and things are really ramping up for UC Tech this August right here on UC San Diego campus. Registration will be open real soon, so if you want to know exactly when that is, sign up for the mailing list. Just head over to uctech.ucsd.edu to sign up today, and I promise any UC Tech emails you receive will be like small rays of sunshine in your inbox. In fact, you will be just gleefully anticipating the next one as each one arrives. If for some reason you do not receive them, check that Outlook isn't filtering out your joy. It happens sometimes, usually on Mondays. And for all of you out there looking to continuously improve on the work you do, don't forget to join the Office of Operational Strategic Initiatives and the Division of Extended Studies as they host an exciting Lean Six Sigma webinar. Hear about the courses and scholarships that can support you on your LSS journey, and that's happening next week, May 26th. If you want to know more in the meantime, however, just head over to the current.ucsd.edu, our department intranet, and check out the Lean Six Sigma page. Head over to Personal Tools in the Nav and look under the Career Growth and Training category. There you will find plenty of helpful information on Lean Six Sigma and more. And last but far from least, the UC Tech Awards submissions must be in before the deadline on May 30th. So if you are even considering it, Now's the time. Get cracking. And now on to our interview with Somya Sekar. Angie, take it away. Good morning, podcast world. This is Angie Liu, project manager. I am here with Somya Sekar. And we're here to talk about her remote experience and just, you know, what she does at UCSD. Let's start by you telling us your title and how long you've been at UCSD. Hello, Angie. Um, thank you for um, inviting me to do this podcast. I have been with UCSD for more than 14 years, and I have uh, worked in different departments, but I am currently a senior programmer analyst at uh, Student Information Services. All right. So what does a senior program analyst at Student Information Services do? So we wear multiple hats. We do a lot of different things. I am primarily a developer and I'm also responsible for managing and overseeing the student applications. I'm I'm the technical go-to person on the team for overseeing the stack, technologies, helping people out, uh, removing their blockers, collaborating with other teams in various areas. Yeah, that's pretty much all of it that I do. Mm. Sounds like a lot. So thank you for all that you do. We're here today because actually we're trying to get Jonathan Whitman <laughs> to do a podcast. And he said, hey, you know who, um, someone good to interview? Somia. So we got to thank Mr. Jonathan Whitman for this interview here. Yeah. Right? Of course. Of course. Yes, yes. He's always volunteering you for things, right? Yep. It's just that nice. <laughs> it started with him sharing with me that you are actually 100% remote in another city. Can you tell me, how's it been going from 100% remote in San Diego to where you are now? So it's interesting because for someone like me who doesn't like to 
work in a bubble. For someone like me who always likes to be with people, among people, talk to people face-to-face, and be in an office environment, this was quite a shift. It was quite the change that I had to adapt to. But of course, you know, I moved to Seattle in 2018 because uh, of uh, my husband's change of job. You know, thanks to Jonathan for letting me work from home um, (laughs) because it takes a lot of trust over the years to let someone work from home 100%, especially from a different city. It's not like you can just come into work whenever you're called in, right? Mm -hmm. So in that sense, thanks to um, ITS. But personally for me, I was not sure how this was going to work, but you just go at it, you see what's not working, and then you put more effort in making it work. Of course, one of the biggest thing is you save commute time, but it was not that bad for me in San Diego because it was just a 25 minute commute each way. But I think the whole being in the office is what I really missed out on. And I think that was the biggest worry for me. But of course, I have to say that, you know, I started working remote before the pandemic. So when the pandemic hit, it really didn't seem like a big shift either for me. But of course, the biggest difference was uh, during the two years of pandemic, my kids, my whole family was at home. So all had to work. Mm. But yeah, before the pandemic, it was just me at home working. So that was, of course, something that I had to get used to during the pandemic. But as far as work is concerned, I think I was able to make it work because I was able to deliver projects on time. I was able to have, you know, good discussions with the people working on the project. Obviously, with working from home, a lot of people, I think by now, everyone realized that you feel you're always working. You're always at the computer because it's so easily accessible, right? Uh, You just have to go from your living room to your office room. I mean, that's how I felt at the beginning. What I learned to do was pretend that I'm going to office and have a discipline of set working hours. Obviously, I'm not going to say it's a minus one hour. It's always plus. It's, you, know, you can do a plus one hour here and there. Um, but you know, if you have a discipline of waking up at one time, um, you know, getting to your office table at a certain time, make sure you stop working at a certain time, get some fresh air, go out and get a workout, you know, just switch between activities. I think it just makes it easier you don't feel that you're always working. Mm, That's good advice. So you talk about discipline, right? Yep. Discipline to stick to hours, discipline to get some fresh air and all those things. Is there a tool you're using? Are you setting reminders? Like, how are you staying disciplined? I think it just comes with practice, I would say. Because initially, I was all over the place because my kids go to school and I knew I have to spend that one hour in the morning getting them to school. And of course, you know, I also let the team know, hey, I'm not available from this time to this time in the morning. But I think over the years, it just becomes a practice. Like, you know, they say it takes 21 days to become a habit, right? Mm. It's exactly like that. It just comes with practice. And Mm. I know a lot of people say, oh, we have to work out or, you know, you have to get some fresh air. I think it really helps with working from home because you don't have to commute and you can have the luxury of waking up half an hour earlier, you know, just getting out there or get off work a bit early and then get your workout in or just go for a walk. Just do anything other than your work. And it really, really helps. There are days that there, there are days where I have even gone out for a walk in the middle of the day because I just feel that it's overwhelming. Um, you know, I need a break. So a lot of people feel 
guilty about doing that. Oh my God, I am taking an hour break from work. But honestly, if you ask me, it it helps a lot. Your productivity increases. Otherwise, I just feel so overwhelmed and so drained at the end of the day. Mm. So I think you just have, I don't set reminders. I am very bad at setting reminders <laughs> because I would just disregard the reminder. I think I just let my mind take that decision and say, okay, you need a break. And then I would just step out. You don't even have to step out to do something, but you can actually just get off from your office table and do something else. Read a book mm. or, you know, or hear podcasts. Listen <laughs> to the ITS podcast. Yes, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, just spend time doing something that's not your work. And it really, really helps. One thing that I really do is I actually go and take kitchen breaks. You know, I just go grab a snack. I fill up my water bottle. You know, breaks like this, it really helps to get off your chair and do something. Mm-hmm. But just do five push-ups. That helps. Ooh, five push-ups. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, just anything. But that's a discipline that you have to force yourself to do. Mm. Otherwise, I feel very drained and totally exhausted and demotivated to get any work done. Mm. No, thanks. That's great advice. Appreciate it. You mentioned earlier, you're one of those that love going into the office, right? Or working near team members. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel now that you're physically not there? Is there something you guys are doing in order to try to stay close? You know, team chat. I think other people do like coffee chats in the morning, anything like that. So, okay, we don't do coffee chats or lunch team meetings. We do a lot of teams chat and, you know, we do get on Zoom very frequently and talk. And also, I think personally for me, it's been good, even say even before the pandemic, um, it's been good because I have a great working relationship with my team and my managers. So Mm. we're usually pretty good about staying on top of things, you know, keep myself updated and learn everything that's going on within the team. So, so yeah, that's pretty much what we've been doing. And also I want to say this before the pandemic, I used to travel to UCSD once every quarter Oh, uh, just to feel connected to the team. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. I didn't want them to forget my face. (laughs) I would come down to San Diego once every quarter. And it was actually a good break for me too, to come into the office, you know, meet with the team, go out for lunch, you know, get all meetings finished, you know, within that trip. So that was actually a good break from the work from home routine. Oh, that's pretty cool. I really hope I'm able to do that uh, now that things have started opening up. And I think people are also trying to get back to work in a hybrid mode. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really hoping I do that. I continue to do that. So that that's one that's one way for me personally um, to stay connected to the team. Yeah, very like cool. Like a lot of team conversations, Zoom conversations. So I really don't feel distant from the team. That's great. I didn't know you were coming every quarter. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And I assume, hopefully, going towards post-COVID, that your team members right would do the same. And maybe you guys could, you know, get reacquainted every quarter face to face. I hope because I'm the only one working out of San Diego for my team, right? So for now, right? <laughs> for now, yeah. So hopefully, yeah, we will continue to do that and 
get some good team lunches once every quarter. Yes, yes. Since you're traveling to SD every quarter, or you were, right, pre-COVID, do you still feel like you're a part of the UC San Diego world? I do. I very much do. Of course, I don't think you can compare it to how it would be if I was physically present there. Makes sense. Um, Obviously, when I was working there in San Diego, you know, commuting to campus was a big part of feeling like you're part of UCSD because, you know, we used to come to campus for a lot of meetings. You look at the students, you mingle with them, you just, you know, just mm. walking on campus gives you a good feeling about being part of UCSD. I do miss that. But like I said, I look forward to the trip every quarter. So I don't think I can complain much. Mm. But now that things have changed and, you know, everyone is working from home. Of course, they do have the luxury to come on campus whenever they want to, and I don't. Mm-hmm. But I think making that visit uh, really helps. So you mentioned the things you do miss when you come on campus, right? You see how nice it's developing, the students. What's some things you don't miss <laughs> about campus? Parking. Oh, that's everybody's answer, right? <laughs> of course. Parking. I think that's the only thing I don't miss. Because for me, when when I was physically in San Diego, like I said, it was just a 25 minute commute uh, each way, which is to me, not a lot. So Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to complain about the commute, but yes, parking was the only one thing. Yeah. Yeah, Other than that, of course, you know, working from home has its pros and cons. It really depends on the situation each person is in. For some people, it might be more of a pro than a con. For me, it's especially because I have older kids who are getting really busy in their school. Right now, the pro is more than the con. Mm. Honestly, I think ever since I've been working from home and I've gotten into the routine of the discipline, I think I have been able to get a lot of time for self-care where I'm able to go and work out and just be able to go for good long walks. So I think that's been really a good pro for me, working from home. So you're saying your work-life balance is even better than it used to be when you used to go commute? I think it did, yes. Because there we were commuting, and then by the time you're home, it's 5, 5.30 in the evening, and you're exhausted. <laughs> I don't yes. I, I'm not a morning person. I am not someone who will wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning and work out. So being you know at home, working from home, I know, okay, I can stop work at this time. And now it's time for myself and my family. So I think the discipline is very important. And I think with two years of working from home, I think people would have figured that out. It takes a while before mm. we can get into the, you know, get into a good discipline. Mm. Good to know. We didn't touch much on Seattle. The fact that you live in Seattle, anything to share with everybody? Anything cool to do up there? There are tons of outdoorsy things that you can do okay I know people tell me the the moment I tell someone I live in Seattle the first thing they say oh my gosh it rains all the time (laughs) and let me tell you that it really doesn't rain all the time it does rain often Mm -hmm. but I think people are so used to the rain it really doesn't bother us people still go biking in the rain they still go on walks life doesn't stop just because it rains I can tell you that the summer, so from spring, right? Like from April through October is the most beautiful time in Seattle because the summers are great. It's green. It's a lot of fresh air. There are 
tons of trails, um, walking and biking trails. And I have to say this, like ever since we moved to Seattle, we have been more active outdoors because- What? Yes, because San Diego does get really hot, hot. during mm-hmm. summers. And even the trails, it, there's, there's not a lot of trees. So Mahalo and I were never really motivated to go on hikes <laughs> in San Diego. But ever since we moved to Seattle, we have done a good amount of hiking. And we also do a lot of biking with our kids. There's a lot of weekend getaways that you can go. It's really, really beautiful at this time of the year until October. You know, I mean, you really see the change of seasons. See, we really don't have seasons in San Diego. Yeah. yeah. Um, so here you do see the change of seasons. Like right now, you know, you can see flowers. You know, the change from winter to spring is very beautiful. So I love being in Seattle during this time of the year. Of course, the winters, it's constantly raining and it's gloomy. Mm. And those six months of the year um, is when we miss San Diego. We miss the <laughs> So, yes, for, you know, people who've never visited Seattle, it is a must. It should be like on your bucket list to come and visit because the beauty of the Pacific Northwest is unbeatable. Mm. Yes. And also Vancouver is just two hour drive from here. For people who haven't been to Canada, it's very, very beautiful. So, mm. yes, like I said, we've, we've been a lot more active outdoors. The minute temperature hits upper or even low 60s, everyone is out. They don't want to be sitting at home. That's a sweet spot, huh? Yes. Upper <laughs> or mid 60s. Okay, good yes. to know. Yeah. Well, Sonia, we appreciate you coming on the podcast and sharing a little bit about that work-life balance, some pros and cons of working remote. And also telling us how amazing Seattle is. Is there anything else you want to share before we close out the podcast? I think I would just like to say that as much as work from home can seem daunting, everyone can make it work. It's Mm. not that hard. (laughs) (laughs) Even for a social person like me. All right. Well, thank you. Appreciate your time. Thank you, Angie. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I sure hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember to let your fellow IT services staff members know that this podcast exists. Get everyone to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts. This podcast is a collaborative effort, and we want to hear from you. If you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily.